Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always... It's your boy, Cash, a.k.a. Exec P, one half of the DSC, rap extraordinaire, you know, all that. I be debonair, I'm up in the air. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna let you go till you stumble. I'm gonna let you go till you stumble. <laughs> oh, man. See just, how long I'm, you I'm can excited, keep it up. Man. We we episode you gonna give a Zach P? You gonna say a Zach P? Exactly. Yeah, man. You know, Zach okay, P. Okay, okay. Cash flow. Whatever all you right. want to call me. I'm dibbling and dabbling <laughs> in all arenas. <laughs> Hey, hey, before we get too far out there, for the people who ain't never heard of us and don't know what we do, Cash, can you please enlighten them? Uh, man, absolutely, Prez, man. This is a Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, a podcast about music, sports, entertainment, culture, culture, and having people from all walks of life, mainly people that we know and we reach out to that are doing dope things within the community or just in general as far as things that they can educate you on, whether that be finances, whether that be mindfulness, whether that be um, in the biz- business arena. That's kind of what we we do as far as bringing people on in the culture aspect. Entertainment, you know, shows that's happening at the time, you know, Snowfall, you know, we may touch, you know, snow shows like that. Snowfall, The Wire. Yeah, man, I'm just going back and forth. Like, we may do a nostalgia um, mini episodes on stuff like that. So that's, that's kind of what we do in the entertainment aspect. And then we talk about music and sports. That's what we do every single week there's never not music or sports to talk about that so that's what we hang our hat on you know we also bring a lot of artists that you don't know about to the forefront whether they're overground middle ground above ground mainstream we try to bring them to you if we can get them get them to you and put you on adult music which is really what all this you know this podcast really started from is really a playlist battle to where i continually um kick press ass in playlist battles and he wanted to put it on Front Street for everybody to see. So that's Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast in a nutshell. Hey, if you can wrap yourself up into like one one character, describe it as a, on the wire, one of the wire characters, who would you say you are? We bet. Why? Hmm? Very simple Why? and straight and to the point, man. Very, very, very oh, simple okay. and straight to the point. Ain't a lot of figuring out what we bet. Loyalties lie. It ain't overly prophetical and his his thoughts it's just straight to the point man you know and that, that that's me man i'll be the bunker this shit bunk. you know, <laughs> bunk. that was a good cop yeah he was a good cop but you know he ain't trying to get too involved too deep in this man i give you a little tidbits here and there you know stumble yeah. around a couple things i ain't got no stringer in me much. just so we clear no stringer in me whatsoever yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> no stringer in me you know, maybe a little bit of a bomb when Bunk went and slipped and cheated and then burning his whole uh, <laughs> his clothes in the tub. <laughs> Ain't getting caught, bro. Ain't getting caught. It may be, it may be time to do another uh, rewatch to that, man. Because I think I think in the summertime, I may spend my time doing that, man. My annual Wire rewatch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, Cash, uh, we, we got some albums that came out this week, man. We got a lot that happened in uh, NFL this week, man. So, we're going to get to all that. And plus, we got an interview that we're going to tap in at the end of this. So, y'all check in for that. Uh, we got an interview with who? Big Three, man. We got my man Jamar Johnson as far as producer. You got See the Truth, producer Annie Raps. And then you also got Day as far as rapping wise. So, like, group 
They're all Rhode Island, Boston area. So they got a lot to say and they have a really dope project in the big three. Y'all go check that out right now. Check it out. It'll be in the comments. It'll be in the description on where y'all can find the album. And also they have a lot of individual work as a result. So go go check them out. But the interview was a really dope interview. I'm glad we had a chance to sit down and talk with them. Talk with them about the the, the EP, sorry, the EP. And then uh, possibly an album on, on, on the way. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, let's not waste any time, man. Let's go on to get into this crazy thing that happened into the sports world, man. Uh, NFL free agency. March Madness. March Madness started this week on a Thursday. NFL ain't but I would say N- NFL is trying to steal that thunder quick, like, man. And they had some moves that started off this week that was like – Already started last week. Y'all seen the F Mac jersey and everything that was up hanging by here. Mac went to the Chargers. You had Russ that went to the Broncos. Some big moves was happening. And that was before before it even must open up to the legal tampering period. And then Wednesday started the actual free agency, the the the, the NFL uh year. That's it just starting off. And man, did some Big, 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 big moves happen, man. So I got a list of like some of the key free agency moves that kind of happen on each and every team. If you want to, we can stumble down those. Or and, and and as we stumble down, if you want to stop and talk about it and like the different moves that it made, you know, feel free to stop me and let's go over there. I ain't gonna have up the F Mac jersey this time, you know, because uh, Raiders made some moves that made me just say, I ain't even mentioning Mac no more. Nobody misses him. <laughs> I, know it. I know that's right. I know that's right. I, I was low key hating on this move, man, but I know we gonna get into it, man. I was like, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. At least at, at some point, the man got to get embarrassment of riches. So here, here, here we are, man. But, Lead, lead it off right. at, at the biggest move. All right, let's go ahead and start made. this things out, man. So Von Miller, Von Miller moved on to the Bills, man. He was a free agency. <sighs> he signed a six-year, hundred twenty million dollar, fifty-one million dollar guarantee. I don't like counting people's pockets, but the NFL always put this information out there, so we're gonna go ahead and give it to y'all as well. But man, that's a lot of fucking money, and that's good for Chase him, money, especially at his age, thirty-two. <laughs> so uh, I, don't blame I think him, that Prez. makes I don't blame him. that definitely makes the bills a little bit better. I don't know if that's where they kind of needed it at, but I mean it's it's a new it's a he's going to help out the team. But yeah, I think they was sure. already right there with uh, with Kansas City as well now. So like hopefully this be enough to push them over the edge and they can finally get to that uh, that Super Bowl, but not this year. Because the AFC, they still in the AFC. So I, I ain't going to never root for them too hard now. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, that that's that's one of the teams that you got to get through. You got to see them. You yep. got to see them. Let's keep, let's keep going down that, man. Bengals, man. The Bengals, uh, they they started selling up their line, man. They they have not big names. I know nobody really knows, like, all the offensive linemen like that. But they, they started selling up that line to try to protect Joe Burrow a little bit. They went and got Alex Kappa. He signed a four-year deal for $35 million. They got Ted Karras. Uh, he signed a three-year for $18 million. And then they got Lael Collins, uh, who the Cowboys just cut loose. Uh, I know he was visiting up there. He was like, they were showing him all over uh, on his social media, man. He looked like he was loving it up there. I know he's going to other teams, but 
he just seemed like he liked the atmosphere up there when he was up there. So we'll see how that goes and keep an eye on that, man, because they can get those three uh, big linemen up the upgrades, man. Like that's going to help them out big time. Uh, still got to go out there, improve it during the season, but you got to, on paper, those are big improvements. All right. Uh, next up, we had the Browns. The Browns was in, they was out. They was in, Prez. they was out, and then they kindly sealed it. You know who we're talking about, right? <laughs> yes. Deshaun Watson, man. Deshaun Watson to the Browns. Yeah. The Browns traded three first-round picks, a third-round, and a late-round swap. They got, got off. They traded a fourth-fourth-fifth and to, to lure him over there. But you know that didn't get him. I mean, because all that was on the table at the beginning when they started flirting with him at the beginning of the week. And uh, they end up fully guaranteeing his $230 million contract. Fully guaranteed. Deshaun, Deshaun, I know his agent probably didn't even call him. Yeah, what's up? What's up? <laughs> you have to. Have to <laughs> he be told him right there on the phone. After he told him right there on the phone. Like, I just, I called Deshaun. <laughs> they came out of nowhere too, Brad. They came out of nowhere in terms yeah. of just it because last I heard it was between Carolina, Carolina and um, Atlanta. Both no, no, situations. Had, Carolina had backed out. It was uh, no, no, no. That was the was, last two teams that you were hearing talking about between the oh. two as far as who was gonna who was in the sweepstakes. Cleveland was never <laughs> ever really a, a candidate, but I guess that guaranteed money. That speaks that guaranteed money. Uh, and just to tell y'all how quickly it came down to it. Atlanta was supposed to give Matt uh, Matty Ice. They were supposed to give him a $7 million roster bonus on Friday. They had pushed that shit off to Tuesday. They was like, hey, well, let's see how this goes real quick before we actually give you this money. So it, it seemed like they were the front runner as far as like getting – Deshaun and it was making everything happen but this last second little push that came in that where Cleveland Browns fully guaranteed and all of a sudden they back up on up to number one and that's where he's going so what does that mean for everybody else because Cleveland Browns and you know they kind of had like a fire sale and everybody was leaving I mean OBJ left uh Jarvis Landry was complaining that he left uh you had Hooper one of the tight ends up there he's gone uh, we're getting to where they actually end up at. But uh, Jarvis Landry is still floating. I know Jarvis was uh, one of the names that was uh, being flirted with with Atlanta. And they were saying if he goes, if Deshaun goes to Atlanta, Jarvis was going to sign. So now that he's back in Cleveland, does Jarvis come back, which could be a possibility. Or does he go to – we'll get to those other teams and how they, how they lacking a little bit. But – one of the key things for his contract is uh, his salary for this next year is going to be $1 million. Why did they make it $1 million? Because they are still sure that he's probably going to get suspended some games for uh, for next year by the NFL. And you get a portion of your contract. What you make that year is what get held back. So if he only making a million dollars, he don't lose a ton of money on the games that he's suspended for. Smart. And they went and picked up Jacoby Brissett as the backup because they know he's going to end up starting a couple games up in there. So he will – they kind of planned it out. 
NFL still got to make their move and say how long he's going to be suspended for. But <laughs> they done kind of just made it made a way for him. Do you, do you believe like, I, the NFL, of course, we know it's full of shit depending on what we talking about, whether it's Calvin Ridley missing the whole season, like just what they pick and choose to do. You know what I mean? From the very inception of put it, putting these harsh punishments on players in, in terms of just like, hey, we have to show, um, you know, that we have the force and we're, we're the guys that rule down on, on whatever punishment it may be in, in Goodell, you know what I mean? It's going far as back to uh, Hackman Jones. You know what I mean? Because that's when Goodell really kind of came into rule, not rule, but just into his prominence and what they wanted him to do as their their bidden boy. So so with that said, do you feel like if this man got off on criminal charges, do he still require like a suspension? Like what? Yes, he do. Based on, on yes, so based on what their own now, now 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 I, it could be your they could do it just like in the court system like hey we're gonna suspend you for five games and time spent counts you know what I mean so it could be last year when he sat out pretty much all the all the games and Houston was still paying them maybe he pay a portion of that back or going forward is five games going forward or something like that but you got to have some punishment man just so. This type of behavior, you don't want it to become. If you, I get fan, what you're saying, and you I understand. Fan, but I mean, like, like, but there's precedent set for like other players, and like, you you can't loosen this and then do what you did to, uh, what was old boy that punched his wife in the elevator? Did you see? Yeah, you seen that? Is proof of that? Like, there's no proof of what. There's no proof of what he did. I'm not. I'm not saying whether he did it or not. But I'm just saying in the court of law, like it was a, I mean, you got to just impress no charges. 23, like that yeah, 23. What was it? 21 or 23 women that 22. came forward and put their name on the list in terms of inappropriate actions in, in regards to being, um, getting a massage from him. And I you know it. what? It's not my decision to make. I ain't about to speculate. That's on him. He got to go out there. The man getting his money, somebody's still going to be rooting for him. It's going to be a bunch of fans going to say, oh, I don't like this. And you know how those fans are. They, mm-hmm. They're skirting the line. They feel certain ways that certain color uh, player can get punished and other players can't. Because, I mean, if you look back at the same situation, nothing was done to Big Ben and all his was allegations you was going and stuff at the same time. Yep, yep. But, uh, no, I mean, it's I got to go to somewhere fact. that's equivalent. That, yeah, that, I got to go to somebody that's equivalent. Nothing was ever done with them, and nobody said that they're going to quit cheering for the Steelers and all this stuff. So the fact that they're going on this about Deshaun and they saying they're going to, like, quit watching, go ahead, y'all. People did it before. They did it with the kneeling. Y'all will be back. The sport is the sport. Uh, <laughs> NFL players can get off with some stuff, man, and it, it's going to happen, man. It's it's the money maker. It's the number one money maker, man. These guys make money. He's good. Talent like that don't come around so, but so often. So they gonna teams going to take chances on them. It just is what it is. I can, res- I can, res- I can Aaron, respect that. If Aaron Hernandez had got off, you better believe Aaron Hernandez would have been playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers down there with uh, Brady right now. <laughs> you're not lying. You're not, you're not lying. And, and again, like we say, we're hypocritical musical fans. We're hypocritical sports fans as well because some of the things that you and I stand on in particular is what we still do. 
still watching the NFL, still doing fantasy football, still gambling on football, still doing all things involved with football. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things on, you know, what you what you can handle and what's your moral high ground. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. love football since we playing it as kids. That's why we follow the sport. You know what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with the stupid shit that goes on and then the, the uh, all the other things that the, the shield does um, to really open our eyes to what really is happening. So yeah. I know it's tough not really trying to debate anybody on what you do, how you should view the NFL. But again, I always look at these things to where it's like, damn, you, you still guilty. Even when you went in the court of law to the NFL, they still got to do, they still feel like they have to do something. And, and that, that's always going to bother me. It is what it is. But nobody wanted to boycott when old boy out here saying uh, elitist whites and stuff like this. I forget, like, the the recruit that had just came down from Georgia. You know, they had caught his emails. His girlfriend leaked all that. Well, that that's not a problem. He just said that, you know. Let's not punish that. Let's punish everybody else. I mean, I ain't equating to these two as the same thing. I'm just saying that. It's a strong group of people that jump off and quit over one thing when it's one race and then it's not when it's another one. So it's just like, what, what are y'all saying? What are you doing? Everybody be back. Every, everybody I know that said they was going to quit when that kneeling shit happened are back. And it's even more prevalent right now with the stop the racism on the back of the end zone. I'm like, it's more up front. <laughs> and now you're back. So uh, I'm not even going to play like I'm going to stop watching. I'm going to root extra hard against Deshaun, <laughs> but I ain't going to quit watching football. Uh, all right, then. You got Steelers. They went and signed Mitchell Trubisky. He's like, their I replacement, like I guess. I like that. For Tem- temporary replacement. I mean, they got it only for two years, 14.25 mil. So they got to out. If they, if they go draft a quarterback or a quarterback follow them, I'm pretty sure they go ahead and they, they spend that too. Or you, you tough it out with them and then – you look what's coming in the next year or two. See what other quarterbacks you can get. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be something if Baker Mayfield actually? Oh, we forgot about that. <laughs> of course, Baker Mayfield is going to be gone. Let's talk, let's talk about Baker the letter. Mayfield. Can we talk about the letter? <laughs> can we talk about the letter? Bruh, like, oh man, let's go back and talk Yo. about this. So Baker Mayfield, one minute he find out they were shopping Deshaun Watson, he goes out there. He's all upset that they going out here for Deshaun Watson. He act like he's the first quarterback. Where they said, like, if we got a chance to upgrade, we're gonna upgrade. And Deshaun Watson is an upgrade from your ass, Baker. Like that's, that's <laughs> point blank. Yo, he is an upgrade for skills. Maybe don't have all the other little stuff going on. I mean, we deal with the public backlash, but skill wise, he is a clear upgrade. This has happened time and time again with Derek Carr. And Derek Carr just went out there and played. He just went out there and played. And it happened time and time again with Tannehill. Tannehill went out there and played. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Winston. I mean, like all these people that they know that they, they're they constantly shopping for an upgrade above you. Hey, hell, uh, uh, Miami, uh, Tua, he, they were shopping all last year. He still went out there and played. You know what I mean? Bro, like you, that's, that's, you got to know in business, if they got a chance to upgrade, they're going to upgrade. So you being in a highly competitive field, and running from competition just says a lot about you. I don't ever want him as my quarterback. <laughs> I hope he goes to some team. He'll, he'll fall flat. Oh, y'all ain't got faith in me? He'll be another Carson Wentz. Get out your fucking feelings. Yeah, get out your fucking feelings, <laughs> bro. Like, 
yo, he's better than you. You know that he's better than you. You know you don't have the resume to stand up against his, whether it's collegiate level or pro level. Deal with it and move on. If you were more quiet, guess what? You probably have a job right now. You got to do all the yeah. writing, the letters and stuff like that. Like, you wasn't even a Cleveland's quarterback, to be honest with you. They didn't feel that in their hearts. That's why they went and got him. And everybody, you know what? Cleveland fans can't even be excited about it because guess what? You got Deshaun Watson and what comes with that. You can't be outwardly excited. But I know. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you can't be outwardly excited about it. But, Prez, guess what? I saw your man this weekend out here in Germany. Just, just pulled up to him. He had his wife and his new baby. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, yeah. I saw Matt. Wife, new baby. Shout out to Matt. Saw Matt. He was like, you know what the first thing Matt talked to me about? He said, what's up, Cash? How about them Browns? That's his first thing he said to me. First thing he said to me. So you know what it is. Like He was ready to get rid of Baker. And him and every other Cleveland fan, Browns fan, feels the same. They just can't say it outwardly right now because they know that man is a dog when it comes to the football field. Disregarding everything else that he's going through as far as being a, a, a perv or a weirdo in terms of his kinks. I'm not here to kink shame. Okay. But what, what I will say is they can't say it out loud. And But they're excited. They low-key excited and they don't care about you, Baker. You ain't have to do all that. That's what I'm saying. He ain't have to do all that. He's going to find... If he didn't do it, if he didn't do it, he'll be on the Colts right now. He would probably be on the Colts like right now. They would have offered him that immediately. But hey, he did what he did. And they gonna now they're gonna sit here. They, he still may end up being a Colt, but it's gonna gonna play out a little bit different. All right, then. So the Steelers, like I said, they got Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Colts still don't have a quarterback, but uh, Winston. The Raiders. The Raiders made a trade. Oh, that's what it, Winston say. No, I say Winston. I'm just on Winston Mariota. Who else you got? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy G still Jimmy floating G. out there. They can trade for him. Uh, so, there's some quarterbacks out there that they can get, uh, you know, to, to fill in. And in the meantime, Baker Mayfield, I mean, <laughs> if they wanted to. Uh, Last but, on my list. Uh, you, but you got to know if you go in there, they're looking to get a quarterback too. You're, you're, you're a temporary they, fix. You may be a year or two, and they're they looking to draft. They're they there. They're there yeah. as far as – being a playoff team if having the right quarterback. Like, look, they had Wentz last year, and they almost made it had it not been for the Jaguars debacle. Like, they, they would have been in the playoffs had it not been for him losing to the damn Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, so they, they just need somebody. last year, and what up was your game? <laughs> you already know, bro. Like, you already know what it is. Like, you know what I already know what it is. Wentz, I had to... Look, this is like so, if Carl got traded tomorrow. I know you keep the company line on Carl, and we'll get the call and what's happening. Yeah, we we gonna get to it. Let's not let's not get ahead. Oh, let's go ahead and finish up things. Let's finish up things. Let's finish You know what I had to do when Wentz was my quarterback. You know how I had to talk. How I had <laughs> to tap dance around it. I had to speak the company speech. You do the same thing with Carl. You got more than that. You got more to more to you know hang your hat on with Carl. Cause he's a better quarterback overall, but yeah, <laughs> if you was to get a Deshaun Watson, a Russell Wilson, <laughs> any upgrade, you'd be done with Carl in a heartbeat. Like I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
It didn't happen. We'll wait till it actually happened. So, uh, the Colts, we traded, uh, the Raiders traded Yannick and Gakwe for Rock Yassin over that way. So, they got another defensive end over there. And we got a, a young and up and coming uh, DB because uh, we kind of needed that. All right, so that was like the only moves for the uh, Colts. Now we get to Jacksonville. Jacksonville went and fucked up the whole free agency market, man. Like, bro, they out here paying everybody three times more than what they actually were. Uh, got a question for you. Christian Kirk, where would he fall on your top wide receiver list? Oh, shit, man. I'd, he'd be like, um, right? He'd be like, during, if you could pick somebody up during um, training camp or bring somebody on board <laughs> during that time, like that, that's where he would be because at best he was the fourth fourth best wide receiver on the Cardinals. Third, like, third, he was third best, third best over there. Third, I'm, okay, he was third, third best receiver. Fourth, I mean, so that's because I'm saying football. like that's because we watch. Yeah. <laughs> but so he probably top twenty five, top. 35, somewhere up in there. 25 to 35. That's kind of where I went. Four wide receivers, 30, 30 teams, that's 120. You saying he top 25? You're doing the math four times. I don't know. I would sit there. (laughs) 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 But the Jaguars went and paid this man top three wide receiver money. And it just just threw me for a loop. Like, how did Christian Kirk jump up? Hey. Kirk did that, so hopefully y'all, y'all have to go. <laughs> hey, man, he made man. it better for all the other wide receivers because all the man, middle tier got- wide receivers, like you got Randall Cobb, Green Bay, right? And Adams goes to the Raiders. Cobb got to be sitting there like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like just people in that tier. I have to believe Kirk is in that tier. So guys in that tier got to be like, oh, I... So- Run the money. I was thinking about it too. I was just like, man, if you was the wide receiver, like I think it was like uh, DJ Chark, who was coming from Jacksonville. You know, he signed his deal with Detroit. Uh, we're gonna get to that. He had he signed for was a couple one year, ten million dollars, and then the news come out about Christian Kirk, and Christian Kirk got four years, seventy two million dollars, thirty seven million dollar guarantee. Basically, this dude gonna be making around about eighteen million, or, or he he got the capability of working making up to eighteen million dollars per year, and it's just like, if I seen that and I got ten million dollars and I'm DJ Char, I'm fucking going to fight my fucking agent today. I'm like, you couldn't <laughs> wait. Sure. You couldn't wait. <laughs> we just lost nobody knew that was the market. Like, you know what nobody I'm saying? Nobody like, knew that. Nobody, nobody knew, that. knew that. Unless you was unless you was with any what whatever okay. agency Kirk is with. Then mm-hmm. you knew how to play your hand. Hey, Kirk yeah. about to get this bread. Wait, and then, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jackson- Let's set the market. Jacksonville doubled down on it too. They didn't go pay overpay just one of these third tier receivers. They went and paid a fourth tier receiver way too much. They went and paid Zay Jones. Appreciate everything he did for the Raiders. Uh, go get your money. Uh, three year, twenty four million dollars. Per year, we was paying this dude like a million dollars last year. Not per year. Three years for 24. No, th- three years for 24. Okay. How much you guarantee? So he just... I think 24. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> See, they trying to give Sunshine some weapons, but Sunshine can't be happy with this. Sunshine, yeah, yeah. Sunshine. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know who I mean. On, on the hey, we got a lot more teams to go with through, so let's keep yeah. it moving. Titans went and signed... Uh, well, they traded for Robert Woods because... Uh, 
Yeah. We're gonna find come to find out the uh, Rams ended up uh signing Allen Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, I get to his contract when I get to his. Uh but Robert Woods, they traded for a sixth round and then Tennessee Titans take on the whole contract. Tennessee Titans cut loose Julio early in the week, so Julio is no longer part of them. So now it'd be uh, AJ Brown and Robert Woods as your receivers. And then they went and gave a one year offer to Austin Hooper, one of the people that we talked about that kind of left and jumped ship because of Baker at uh, <clears throat> in Cleveland. So he went in. That's a tight end. He went and got a one year contract with them. All right. Now you got anything to say about any of those? No. Nah, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing on, on those. Okay. I think that makes that team a little bit better, though. They got more weapons, but uh, I mean, they still at the mercy of uh, Tannehill. Uh, I mean, and his passes, some of them was beautiful in that uh, game, and other ones were just horrible and just caused the like. I mean, it had nothing to do with the receivers at the end of that game. It was all on uh, Tannehill's play. So, hopefully this, hopefully this gets them in there. Uh, Broncos. Uh, you know, they signed Russ Wilson, and then now they went and got a defensive end. Uh, Randall Gregory, who was leaving from the Cowboys, he signed a five-year, $70 million, $28 million grant guaranteed with the Broncos. Uh, so, that that mean, that, that AFC West, we're going to keep going down this. This AFC West is getting highly, highly competitive. Uh, Chiefs, when it sound Juju, I think this is probably the most – like move is yeah. not vertical at all. It's like signed Juju really for one year for ten point seven five. I don't. I don't think they need it neither. And ain't like he's adding anything like some uh, possession speed. receiver, he, a possession he, receiver. Yeah, he's st- yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see how that kind of goes. But that's kind of mid. But you know, here's the thing. And then the more and more I think about it, Prez, the more and more I think about. It, I think he could be Juju could be like um, um, one of those guys to where the safety blanket. You know what I mean? Because you have Kelsey there in which Kelsey mm-hmm. is going to do whatever he needs to do. But if you have a guy that you can rely on in mm-hmm. Juju that we know he... he we can rely on him to hit a TikTok dance. <laughs> <laughs> Got y'all on that. He'll, he'll be out front on that, man. But uh, oh. adding any more talent on the team, man, or, or giving you a little bit more weapons, he, he's a player. He's a wait player. Wait a minute, wait a yes. minute, wait a minute. He's, now I know where the shade is coming from. You don't, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to face the Chiefs with all them weapons, huh? You know, that's where it's coming from. Uh, you got, hey, y'all got to keep in mind, if you're here for the first time, Prez is a Las Vegas Raiders fans fan. I'm a Philadelphia Eagle fan. So that that's where our loyalties lie. This is your first time here. So some of the shade and some of the innuendos that's tossed certain teams away. Now you know why, if it's in certain divisions. <laughs> Continue on. Yeah. Continue on. Continue. All right. Uh, then the Chargers went and signed J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson, uh, he got a five-year, $82.5 million, $40 million guaranteed. If y'all don't know, this was like the, one of the cornerbacks that was leading the interception. He was with the New England Patriots. New England Patriots decided not to franchise tag him or offer him a long-term deal. Young young uh, cornerback. Uh, so he was the most touted the highly touted like free agency. It was the one that everybody was trying to get. Chargers landed them though. Uh so that's gonna add to their defensive front, which they're trying they've been slowly building. That's the reason they had Khalil Mack come over. They re-signed everybody that was already on like offense like last week. So yeah. FC West is getting tougher and tougher. That's 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 all I can say. We'll get to more and more uh, on the Raiders here at the end. We'll, we'll of course end with that. Cowboys, they end up uh, replacing Randall Gregory with Demarcus Lawrence. They got a three year, forty million, thirty million dollar guaranteed. Eagles, 
if you want to go ahead and talk about this main, the, the key things that y'all did, uh, Fletcher Cox, y'all brought him back for one more year, $14 yes. million. And then you signed Hassan Reddick three year, 45, $30 million guaranteed. So I'm going to let you speak. Go, go ahead. Yeah. So the Hassan Reddick move was another move we needed to make as far as just our edge rushers and, and getting home to the quarterback. It got better towards the end of the season, but it wasn't, where it needed to be as far as just what we're known for as far as our defensive line and our offensive line. So that's why we've been what we've been the last couple of years as far as even if we, when we weren't the greatest team, we were still able to eke into the playoffs just based on play on the line. So that seems to be Howie Roseman's thing in terms of just, okay, this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to build the team from inside out, uh, so to speak. So I was encouraged by that because we played the par- the Panthers this past year and that, that 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 guy jumped off the field off the screen so to speak. So I, I was definitely cool with that being the first big signing. I think that was a lot of money to give. Uh, but again, we have the the picks in the draft and I think that uh this is a clear indication that Howie is going into the direction of utilizing those picks during draft time or just going to utilize the picks. Uh, in general, to to make whatever we need to do as far as just getting a wide receiver in there. If you're going to give Hurts a chance, you got to give him a wide receiver. Uh, I was thinking like possibly a splash, but right now I think all of the big receivers are are gone. So possibly now I'm diverting to possibly a veteran in there. Again, I know Julio Jones for the Titans wasn't the best you know fit in terms of what he did there, but I think that if we can get somebody on a bargain, because I think that's where Julio is going to fall in. And I think the Panthers, sorry, the Falcons got off him about a year early in terms of what he can and can't do. But I think that he would still be a valuable possession receiver at his size and skill level to still be able to get him to help us with our red zone offense. That's what we need. We we need help on. Devonta, he's good. He's good, man. But, Again, you know what I mean? I think that you just need that big ass wide receiver there that can just one-on-one balls. You just sauce it up to him and we do what we do. So I love the re-signing of Fletcher Cox, uh, Kelsey as well, making him the highest paid center. And then um, yeah, man. So, you know, no nothing splashy. You know, I'm I'm like I said, I'm an Eagles fan. So things that have happened over the course of the years, the dream team and all that stuff that we'll kind of get into when we talk about presence Raiders. You got to pump your brakes. These type of moves, the moves that you need to make are the moves that you need hey, to make. Hey, whoa, 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 calm down. We ain't, we ain't there yet. We ain't there yet. We, Let's we go ahead and finish it. up the rest of the, NFL. Hey, the rest of the NFL. There's a lot, okay, a lot of moves good. that happen. Like I said, we got to keep it moving. <laughs> got to keep it moving. I ain't finished. Uh, Even man, okay, this man, okay, okay, okay. well, you say negative about the Raiders. Boy. <laughs> as soon as you say, <laughs> as soon as you pronounce the damn thing, your boy got to say something. All I'm saying is, these are the type of moves that I feel that we need to make. There's much more to come. You don't need, always need to make a splash. I get it. It makes fans excited and happy for what's to come in March when football don't really get played till late August, September, once we really start talking about it. But I, I get it. I'm good with the Philadelphia Eagles moves. Looking forward to what they're going to do during the draft or possible trades that they're going to try to make during the draft. So I, I'm good so far. You know, I, I would say if I had to grade it, say a B minus so far on free agency. All right, be minus. I mean, there yeah, ain't, ain't no championships won in March, uh, so we definitely know that. So hope you know that. Uh, 
Detroit. <laughs> DJ Chark. He got that one-year $10 million deal. That was about the only big uh, thing that got him in. DJ Chark signed before Christian Kirk. So it was just one of those ones that was like, man, if he had waited just a couple of more hours, I think his price would have went up a little bit. So uh, ATL, uh, Atlanta, uh, they missed out on uh, Deshaun. But they re-signed Cordell Patterson, and they, they signed Casey Hayward, who was like a, the Raiders standout cornerback last year. Had a lot of shutdown, you know, pretty much. Well, he, he's his own cornerback, uh, so he, he locked that, that side down on, in his own, though. He got a two-year $11 million deal. Panthers also missed out on Deshaun Watson, uh, but they re-signed Xavier Woods for three. Uh, they signed Xavier Woods for three-year 15.75 mil, and then they re-signed DJ Moore to a three-year, $61 uh, million, 41.6 uh, guaranteed. <clears throat> Man, so we're getting, we getting to the end. Bucks, the Bucks, uh, Brady is back. The uh, minute he got back, everybody started locking down their contracts. Everybody who was like on the teeter, you know, if they're going to lead team and jump out free agents, they started re-signing their contracts. Main person we got here is uh, Chris Godwin, re-signed for three-year, $60 mil, $40 million guarantee. So he has his weapons once again back. They say uh, Gronk is still ain't signed yet, but I think he's just playing playing hardball. He, you know he's going to be right there with uh, Tom. <laughs> uh, Cardinals. They re-signed Zach Ertz, uh, three-year, 31.65 and 17.5 million guaranteed. Uh, I guess he went over there from the Eagles, and uh, he liked the area. I guess he's staying out there for a little bit. Uh, James Conner, also uh, productive back in the Cardinals, uh, three-year, 21 mil, 16 mil guaranteed. Uh, They still have yet to do anything on Kyler Murray's contract, and he basically was acting just like uh, Baker Mayfield. So... Uh, he he, he want to get paid early and everything, so we'll see how that kind of pans out. Rams signed Allen Robinson, three year, forty six point five, thirty thirty point seven million guaranteed. So now that leaves them with uh, more than likely it's going to be OBJ. We expect OBJ to resign with them. It'll be OBJ, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup. That's pretty <laughs> pretty stout uh, offense, man. Big names. We'll see how they start playing together, but we know Cooper Cup and OBJ kind of play well on that team. Allen Robinson, I see, is just like fitting right in. He's a possession. He ain't no extreme speed type receiver, but solid catch uh, and able to break a couple tackles. Yeah, him and Roy Wood swapping out. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to look a little bit closer at the stats and, and what they've done, but like I, I would probably say – Allen Robinson, Roy Woods. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it'd be yeah, yeah. right there in terms of what they've done overall based on just um, following both of them loosely throughout their, their careers so far. It's going to be the first time Allen Robinson have a real quarterback to actually throw to him. And he's been able to get 1,000-yard seasons off, uh, you know, Shady. Trubisky. Uh, um, yeah. He was. He, he, he was down there with Bortles, right? He was down there with Bortles. Bortles. Yeah, and during the Jacksonville era. Yeah, what yeah. about the uh, Bears era? Trubisky. Yeah, Trubisky. Trubisky, yeah. Yep. yep, yep. Uh, Stafford got extension, four-year, 160 mil, 135 million guaranteed. Man, big money, man. People, These players. And then you had, uh, we talked last week about Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers getting his money. So he got his 49ers signed uh, Trevavious Ward, three-year, $40.5 million. And that about all the big ones. Oh, hold up, hold up. We got the Raiders. 
the Raiders came out here, man, and we, uh, hey, I was I was struggling those first couple of days of uh, the illegal tampering period, man. I was like, man, Raiders ain't doing shit, man. We gonna <laughs> lose everything. All these other AFC West teams like stacking up, and on day one, on day one of this official free agency period. Chandler Jones. We went and got Chandler Jones over there from uh <laughs> from the Cardinals and we gave him a 3-year, 52.5 million dollar contract, 34 million guaranteed. You know, we made they made the trade. They sent uh Yannick Ngakwe over there. We got Rock Yassin, who's uh, more of a man-type uh, cornerback. So we got rid of uh, our zone cornerback. So it looked like we're going to go to a more like a man-type defense. That's where Mullen already excelled at. Probably still need another cornerback to kind of shore that up because Mullen has been hurt consistently throughout uh, the past couple of years. So we want a safety blanket. So I, I would think they still on the Stephon Gilmore looking to get that. But D-Trade, D-Trade that happened. On on day two, man, Devontae Adams is a Raider. Has been reunited with Carr. They won it in college. They won their little championship in college, and now they're coming over here, and they're they trying to make it happen on this NFL level. So all we ended up giving was uh, 22, 2022 first and second round draft picks to uh, – Green Bay. If you don't know, the draft is supposed to be in Las Vegas, but I'm going to tell you right now, fuck them picks. I don't give a damn about them picks. We ain't did shit with no first-round draft picks. We ain't did shit with no second-round draft picks. All our gems have come in like the later rounds, so I am 100%. I don't care if it's in Vegas and we ain't got nobody up there cheering on the first round. We don't need that shit. We got Devontae Adams. We got the best receiver. Don't tell me about what this promise, this new receiver that we would have got in the first round has. <laughs> and like I said, our our luck in first round draft picks over the past twenty years haven't been good. So <laughs> I am happy, ecstatic with this move, man. This has really put us back in the competition. We have Max uh, and Chandler Jones, so I don't call them Crossbones. That's what I think that what somebody else called them on here. I heard that name somewhere, like on one of the YouTube channels. Like, man, yeah. Crossbones, I, I like that. That we're gonna have them in the back, and then we got the uh, oh, man. We gotta come up with a name for this defense, man. We got now Rock Yasin Sin and Sin City, and then you got Diablo out there, man. There gotta be some creative name that we got. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta think hard on that. We gotta come up with a name for this uh, defense. You know, they're leading off them names, but I am ecstatic going into this season of what Derek Carr can do with a true number one receiver. Not only that, we also got. Uh, <clears throat> with our the coach, Josh McDaniels. Josh, no, no, I'm, no, Josh McDaniels, you know, he, he's been a part of New England winning the six Super Bowls and great coach. He had one of the better red zone offenses. And when he paired a Brady with a Randy Moss, who everybody would say it was aging at the time, <laughs> look what they came out and magically had happened that year. So the promise just a promise of what could be the possibility of Derek Carr with the number one receiver, Devontae Adams. Man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a high scoring year. I could just see it that. Remember, they still got Waller, they still have Hunter Renfro, they still got Josh Jacobs. We probably could use if Brian Edwards gonna get some separation and finally be a, a threat as that that third receiver. If not, man, maybe they could find somebody else, man, to kind of kind of feel that. But I mean. That's not we we got weapons. We got weapons. I feel comfortable in the weapons that we got. And throughout this season, everything that happened, 
and the points where Josh Jacobs was injured, Darren Waller was injured, and, you know, we still was able to win games. So adding Devontae Adams should only increase our 10-win season as is. 10-win season, people. Quit talking on the Raiders like we ain't win no damn 10 games. Went out there and fought 10 wins, and now you're adding Devontae Adams and the Chandler Jones. We are due to win more games. That's what I would think. I would say 12 wins is the, is the floor for us. My turn. Okay. I got, I got nothing, man. I got, all right. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm trying to muster all the different type of energy I could for a negative reply. This is the first time where I got to say, man, hats off, man. Like, you got the guy in the wide receiver and, in, in, you know, definitely on the defensive end, you got better. Cornerback-wise, um, I'm still not sure on what that's going to be, you know, because that's up in the air depending on, on how that happens, man. But y'all, y'all going to score a lot. <laughs> y'all going to score a lot. And uh, the Sooner car and um, Adams can get locked in in terms of just – Finding out each other's, you know, sweet spots. And, here, go, and where- here go the thing, Cash. I don't think pe- many people know this. They 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 come every offseason. They throw together. They ain't never lost the chemistry. They're real good friends. They've been, they've been throwing the whole time. Okay. So there you have it, man. Um, yeah, I, I got no, I got nothing negative to say. Normally, I would give him some smoke and some shit or whatever. But these these are some damn like when you get the best receiver in the game. Right now, that that's doing it. There's very little, very little slander I could have outside of, you know, whatever will happen to the Raiders will happen to the Raiders, and I just hope, you know, for my man's sake, I just want him to really experience what tasting champagne and and, and throwing it. I, I think th- what, I what think it feels this is- like. But it feels. I think this it, is the Vegas effect finally happened, man. People wanted yo, to yeah, come that to is. Vegas. You know Fact. what I mean? Chandler Jones wanted to come there. He's ecstatic. You should have seen his like press conference. Like I, I know everybody say, no, he really wanted to come there and play with Max. You got Devontae Adams refusing to play on the franchise tag and demanding, like pretty much demanding his trade to the Raiders, who was offering him less money than Green Bay was offering, as they're they're saying. Because uh, they was supposed they were supposed and, to and match, chose, right? They yeah. were supposed to match. Yep. Yep. They said they went up. So, uh, and he still chose the Raiders. Like this is a different field. These players want to come to the Raiders. So this ain't us dragging uh, Antonio Brown away. This ain't us like you know. Well, pay, overpaying for Trent Brown as a right guard to like come here and just you know not really want to be a part of anything that we in like it's all those years. These are players who want to be here and are ecstatic about the 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 coaching that we have and the atmosphere that they want to bring. And you know, with the homegrown players that we drafted and got here, Max Crosby, Derek Carr, like they they're coming there for these players. So I'm I'm excited about that. What that could mean. We shall see, man. Like, again, draft is next month. Uh, a, lot, a lot more is to be done to finalize these rosters and as we get into, you know, a lot. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of draft want to for y'all. We got, no, we got no first or second round draft pick. Fuck the draft. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them picks. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so that, that's that's dope, man. So that, that wraps up our, our NFL coverage. I know we went a little Ooh. long on that, but, like, 
Hey man, we love we love sports, man, and the nuances of it all. So, uh, but yeah, we'll be back next week. We're probably gonna do something similar in terms of the NBA because we'll be a lot closer to the playing game. So we'll cover down on that. Uh, we got a whole lot to say about that. We may bring on a few special guests to help us talk about some of the moves that's going to be made in terms of seeding and playing games. So we got that coverage, and then we'll be locked in all. Playoffs long. You may catch us on random IG lives. You may catch us on random Twitter spaces talking about the playoffs after games happen. So you never know. Tap in with us. Don't sleep underscore net on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us. Sometimes we may just go off the cuff and, and do something like that. We may not get a whole lot of warnings. So definitely set your alerts and, and uh, follow us on there. But uh, albums press. Albums for SB, we got some some albums that came out this past weekend. And um, yeah, man, so let's, let's get to some of those before we get into the interview portion. Okay. So uh, where do you want to start, with the Elzai? Yeah, let's let's start with the Elzai. Let's start with the Elzai. So, so the Elzai came out of probably about, what, a week or two ago? We said we were still listening at it. We're gonna yeah, yeah, it, uh, about two weeks it, ago. Come back and talk about it. name of it is uh, Zy Guys. Uh, uh, it's just featured with a producer. Who is the producer? Uh, let me write. I had it. Yes. Okay, it's the Elzai <laughs> album. We we got to do Elzai album, Zeitgeist. Uh, initial thoughts on this man? <laughs> Pretty good, solid play, man. I enjoyed this album. I would probably give it a four out of five right now. Uh, just coming off to it, the way it got off to the start of Amnesia is uh, Elzai is that nigga your favorite artist sees me as a threat. <laughs> like when he came out with that, I was, I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Delivery ain't the same as his, but I'm telling you, when he delivered that line, the way he did it with the emphasis, it was just like, man, like, okay. Yeah, man, so the yeah, um, yeah. producer. So, and that was on Amnesia. And then uh, you had King shit, which I liked. Uh, uh, you had Understanding, Pros and Cons, Nefertiti, Strangeland, Compassion. All all great tracks on there, man. And like, uh, what I think was different was this, it wasn't that... Uh, had a little bit more drums, a little bit more pop to it, like in all his little beats on this go around. So all of it felt a little bit more upbeat and not just like the mellow that you usually get with those, uh, with the records of Elza. So, uh, that, that was, that was, was different and brought a little bit more you know, feel into the album for me. And, you know, like where I wanted to play it more. So. I think you took the words right out of my mouth when it comes to, why the album has a lot of replay value with me again the producer georgia ann muldrow i don't want to not say her name because i think she brought a lot of life in 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 terms of the production to this album like i think she just she set the tone man to be honest with you amnesia like you said man it was like it was like uh it's like the quintessential futuristic boom bap meets you know i i don't know man like it's just funk Funk is probably the easiest thing to do to wrap that up. Boom, bap, funk, futuristic sounds, all all in one. And I think it was really dope that she she brought that out of Elzai. And of course, Elzai bought the raps like he typically known to do. And that if you don't listen to Elzai, this would make you a fan of Elzai. Like you don't have to ever had listened to him, know what he, what his lineage is or none of that in terms of just in the hip hop rap space. But just know that that when you listen to this, it's gonna sound fresh. It's gonna sound um, um, true to what he really does. You know what I mean? Which is rap well over good production. And then the other thing is, Prez, that I um, 
found that was good about this project is that um, just the the placement of the the not skits but like just the the sync the sequencing of the album how it flowed together as a um, album I don't know what they call it an album long EP whatever the case may be but I just think that it flowed really well and it kept your attention for just enough time like that thirty the thirty five minute range I believe yeah. it's what thirty six minutes so. Boom, a quick, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really quick, man. So, I mean, like he was saying stuff on amnesia, like it was written on the wall since the days of Beach Street, where they got the eyes on your paper like a cheat sheet. Like it's just a bunch of lines like that that Elze, Elze, Elza is is known to do on these things, man. So, I mean, that's phenomenal project, man. Phenomenal project from from top to bottom, and uh, I can't say enough good things about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Uh if you're a fan of hip hop, you'll love this album. You'll love this album. Go replay this album. value. A lot of replay value. A lot of replay value. A lot of replay value in my opinion. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, and it's it's like a- uh, I think I think you had said it the best. I think we was talking earlier and you had said it the best. Like for some reason, like usually like with his lyrical stuff like it don't have that summertime feel but like with the production this time it got a summertime feel like you'll play this out on a sunny day as well so yeah 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 and how do you balance how do you balance that type of music that you make when you are a lyricist like you have to have some fun some bounce some liveliness to your records because yeah you can make something solid during the spring summertime to where it may have a cohesive sound it may fit all it may check all the boxes you know what i mean the words of voice it may check all the boxes but it may not check the boxes of the feel of the time you know what i mean and again you know everybody's out and about flying doing different things going on vacations and stuff like that i think this i ain't saying this is the album that you're gonna go to immediately but if it comes on in your playlist you ain't gonna be mad that it comes on you're just gonna let it rock out and, and do what it does man but as far as me, the songs that I liked on this project, again, Amnesia, King Shit. Um, the first verse on King Shit was really dope. Jay said, kill anything moving that don't play dead. I like that he brought back that line. I thought that was a dope uh, old Jay line. And then Strange Land and Pros and Cons. So those, if you, you know, on the fence about Elzai, those would be on my playlist. They'd be like, boom, here, here listen to this, see what you think. And if you, if you tap in, you tap in. But... Elza's an alien, and and I can't, I can't say anything less than Man, this is a good, he, good project. He ended one of those verses on that King shit. Like I can't remember, was it was verse two? I think it was. It was like, now who the goat fearing and roach smearing the antidote seer. Me, 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 minus the throat clearing. I, I like the way he end that. Like, oh man. <laughs> Yeah, man. So yeah, he, he fired. He fired, man. And um, yeah, y'all need to tap in more if y'all not giving this this legend, man. At this point, I would say underground legend. Uh, uh, chance in your, in your uh, title, your Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you listen to. So definitely add this to your your rotation. It'll be added to mine. So yeah. Next up, man. Next up, we got Dave East. How did I get here? Uh, How did it get here? Cash. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, my first initial listen to this, I was just like, eh. I'm caveat this with, 
I'm a Davies fan. You know, I like I listen to everything Davies put yeah. out. Yeah, give it, and I give it to them. Give it. Okay. I, I kind of gravitate to it. So, like, my palate for Davies is probably a little bit more palatable than anybody, everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, I, I appreciate his music. I really liked Hoffa on his last one. So, I will tell you, my first listen on this, I was like, ah. And I don't know if it was just, like, what I was listening to before or what I was going through. So, you know how they say mood, mood can kind of set it. But as I went back, and I went back again, and I went back again, just got better and better each time, man. And there's some songs on here that I really like. It's only like two songs I on here that I would say like, eh, they okay. And but as far as the whole project, I'm digging it, man. I'm digging it, man. <laughs> I really like Deeper Than Love featuring uh Music Soul Child. Uh After Taxes was good. No cocaine. Uh the knock to that beat like kind of forced him to switch up on this little style a little bit. So I, I like that look that he had to adjust his style to match the beat a little bit. Like uh so uh uh showing a little diversity on the no cocaine. And then uh Don't Let Me Down featuring Benny. Gregory Hines, that was like uh, another one that I thought was like a standout type of track on here. So if, if I was telling you to go listen to any songs on here, be the Deeper Than Love and then the Gregory Hines and then Unbelievable. And then the two that was just like eh, okay to me was like A Thousand Miles and uh, John Lennon. I think John Lennon was the one featuring uh, Anthony, Anthony Hamilton. Anthony Hamilton, so. yeah. 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 I feel the same way, man, but uh, I feel a little different in terms of I feel like how can you fuck up Music Soul Child, Anthony Hamilton features? He didn't mess up the Music Soul Child. I I felt like the, the beat left a little bit something to be desired for me. Like, it just didn't, I didn't feel that thump, that, that I don't know, man. Like, it just feels like with those type of legends from that time, the early 2000s, late 90s, you know what I mean? And, and Neo Soul, like, I feel like it deserved more of a, like, Mike and, Mike and Keys is the producer um, on this. Let me get it right. Just, I don't want to credit anything differently. Uh, yeah, Mike and Keys, you know what I mean? The production on here. I don't know what type of situation this was and why this came out at the time it came out with not too much promotion to it. Because I, I don't know if you've seen it prior to it coming out. Like, we had to be... Um, let known that was coming out by some one of our uh, you know watchers on the podcast, like because I had no idea, no idea it came out until yeah. he said something. Yeah, I don't want to get mad at my DSP title been slipping, man. If I said that, if I hit that, I favor the artist. That better be number one showing me on like new titles when it come out. They ain't been doing that as late. Like I don't know what's going on with them, but hey, man, they they do it too many more times. I may have to switch up. Yeah, but I do overall. I'm not too mad at the Music Soul Child one, but that was the one where I was like, ah, damn, I want a little bit more. Method Man feature. It was cool. Set the tone. A lot of these, none of these are bad. Like, prayers, like, as I'm going through it, I like I really like the Trader True feature on here and Benita Butcher, if I'm going off features out of all of them or whatever. But um, it, this is not great, but it's not bad either. So it's like, it's in that middle field. You know what I mean? And when you're in that middle field... I don't know for me if it ever really lends to me playing it a lot. That doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that in the sea of all this music that I'm listening to and I'm and I'm sitting with, like this doesn't catch me off first listen. It didn't catch me off second listen. I know it's not a bad listen. And that's the thing. I'm stuck in between, Perez. I'm stuck in between on, you know, I right, at at best three of these joints. You know, I add three. 
And if it come on in the mix and I really like it, then I may go back to the album. But overall, just feel it feels how they put it out. You know, the, the effort in which they gave to put it out, it feels like that. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. I don't, I don't think if you saying this average is average, you know what I mean? Ain't, ain't nothing yeah. with uh I'm saying there's a little bit more than that. You probably give it a three and a half, you know? Yeah. I mean, and good good albums, good projects have that. Like and then that's where with you, you may be on the other side of the fence of it to where you boom, it goes right here for you. Somebody else may call it trash, you know what I mean? Those people that don't know how to use their words, they call things trash and it because they don't know how to explain how they feel, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, as far as us on our initial reviews, again, we've sat with this um, possibly, what, oh, just two weeks now or whatever, but we probably started listening to it this week. We had a few days to listen to it. So, I mean, I think my, my feelings and opinions on it are well informed. And, you know, I think it's good, but not great. Somewhere in the middle, take a few songs off of it and keep it pushing. You know what I mean? So I'm rooting for Davies, man, because I want him yeah. to win. As a as a know. fan, as a fan of him too, like I'm not mad at you for saying that about this album. I mean, like it is. I'm, I will tell you a couple songs, but I'm not I'm not going pounding the table like this is the one. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it, like Hoffa. It was a difference. Yeah. When we talked yeah. about Hoffa, it was a difference. It was a difference. You know what I mean? And I think that Hoffa was a concentrated effort. They focused on Hoffa, put it out. Promotion was behind it. Everybody knew it was coming. It was on the forefront of every, you know, Apple title, Spotify. It was there. If you listen to rap, it was there prominently. This snuck in there. It probably had a Hot 97 interview. <laughs> and then it was out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it reminds me of that um, Benny the Butcher Pyrex Vision joint or whatever that one that we didn't like that came out last year. Yeah, I remember that one. This yeah. is this is how it came out in that same vein. Uh, where it was just like than, something like I think it's better, it's be, than, it's better that than that. But it just reminds me of how it just boom come out. All right. Oh, y'all heard that new Davies. Oh damn, I didn't know that new Davies was out. You know what I mean? So um promotion doesn't matter whether I like it or not. And that's saying something. I mean, because we check I, we check for music. <laughs> we we are the ones that's checking yeah. for music. So when it when it kind of falls flies up on our radar, that's kind of that's kind of something, right? So, but Davy, I would give it three and a half. Just say it's pretty good. So, uh, you would say more of a three, two and a half. Yeah, three, probably a three. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what I would give it. To be well, honest, okay, with you. yeah, 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 yeah. I would probably go around about a three. I'm thinking two and a half is medium. Mm, yeah, yeah, three, yeah three, I mean, three, two and a half three. is. That yeah, it ain't three and a half, maybe giving it a bit too much. <laughs> two and a half is just going is too far of of of, uh, of a dip. But I think a, a three is an entry entry level listen and judge for yourself. That's what it is. It's a listen, judge for yourself type project. Either yeah. if you rock with Davies, you're probably gonna like it a lot. If you're on the fence and you fair, you'll probably be somewhere in the middle. It, or, I will say this: it get better and better with each listen to me, and I like it more and more. So. I know it I, I can on, concur. I can concur. I, it, it get yeah. play on this side for me. I know it get more more play. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I did say the music Soul Child was bad initially, but as I listened to it, as it went along, it got better. Still here for me. So the 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 key is listen to it more than once. Don't just give it one time and just toss it. So that's what I will say. All right. Next up, we had uh, Jr. Uh, a Shadow in the Shade two. 
and this was nine tracks. It was about 25 minutes. So quick, you know, quick listen, you know, solid listen. If you're on a, taking a, an errand run, you'll probably get through the whole thing. If you're driving to work, you'll get through the whole thing. You know, it's one of those type things, so, uh, one of those type of albums. And it's not going to let you down. No skips really involved on this. It was good playthrough. It's, it's, it's more what JR has been giving us for now this past couple of years and what we've been pounding the table that he needs more and more people listening to this music, man, because the consistency is there. Like you, <laughs> on this, his album, his other uh, mixtape, uh, his other uh EPs that he didn't drop throughout the the past couple of years, it just gets <laughs> the consistency is there, and it feels like with each one of these, like his is evolving, and he's getting his crew to evolve right along with him too. Especially on like uh, one of the standout tracks I had on here was uh the the sundial with Q Ham and King James, man, like that that timeless where they go through a little bit of pain in their life, you know, expressing that over uh, the track, man, like so. Uh, really, really dug that track, man, and uh, definitely can feel the the loss. Uh, and everybody been through those type of situations where you have experienced some type of loss, and you know them expressing themselves through the track is, it was it was good, man. Yeah, overall, man, this is a a solid body of work. Um, uh, like I I think I mistook uh again Jr. Ao Shamir, the producer, uh, tandem that they they put this together. Broken Easel was their first time working together with Shamir helmed majority of uh, the project. So y'all go check out Broken Easel as well. Uh, nine songs, no fillers. JR probably needs to be talked about a lot more in terms of uh, lyricists and just guys that um, people go crazy for online in terms of just underground Twitter, not limiting him to to underground, but um, but just, yeah, from the beginning to end, man, like Umbra, still one of the doper joints. Um, in my opinion, highlights. I like that um, flip. You know, as far yeah, as the, yeah. He um, had one. He had one line on that man. Like, cause everybody try to use some of these COVID lines nowadays. Cause hey, we all went through it, right? But all of them kind of tend to be on the mask little deal of like how I was wearing the mask before COVID. Like, oh, that that you that kind of get played out. We hear that everywhere, right? But he said, get your whole team shot. Like they ain't haven't received a va- their vax yet. I like that <laughs> little play on it, <laughs> little flip on that. That was on a highlight. So. Yeah, yeah. So highlights again. Um, I want y'all to listen to it. Listen to the flip in, in terms of just the the R and B flip. As far as the song that they flip, I won't you know let out any secrets. If you know it, you know it, right? Um, so that that's really it on uh, highlights. And then uh, silhouette. I feel like I feel like I heard somebody else do this before. Like I feel like blah, 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 you know what I mean, and just go, just go off. But I like, I like that. I like that he chose that beat and that that cadence to go with on that. So really rocking with a uh, silhouette contour is also another one. So you know, Jr. getting in his uh romantical bag, <laughs> so to speak, uh, in that with it uh, contour. But again, stand out for me is just these dudes ability to just really put their pain on the table and sundial, like especially um, King James, man, like, like that, that's one of those, like I said, you know, <laughs> it's that freeway, you know, I make music that you could feel like that, mm-hmm. that hits you right, right here. Whether you lost somebody close to you in terms of his mom, as he, he spoke about on his project, prodigal son. So y'all go check out King James's prodigal son, which is um, where he speaks a little bit more um, on that. Or whatever, but like overall, man, like fire, man. Who, who's producer again? Can we say the producer name again? Ayo Shamir. Ayo Shamir. Hey, he on oh, that Umbra. 
that that beat on that umber man it was whew. you know really what like again about the, with the production too um with the production too prez like i had pegged uh shamir for like just you know he's he's more than i don't think he's boom bat but like soul samples you know what i mean like so that's what i kind of caught more of him really producing in this album, you know what I mean? So it seems like they took the minimalist approach in terms of just the beat selection that they picked. And it just seemed to see one song flow seamlessly into the other. It's a, a consistent theme in terms of, you know, a shadow in the shade and just really just speaks to JR's character. We've had him on the podcast a few times in terms of just being, you know, chill, low key and let the raps speak for how he feels. You know what I'm saying? So I think, all of those things came across in this project, and I would highly recommend it to anybody um, out there that loves to listen to rap, hip-hop, and, and all of the stuff that y'all think hip-hop is supposed to be. It's all wrapped up in this project, in my opinion. So, y'all go check out Shadow in the Shade, man. It's, it's, it's fire. It was a Shadow in the Shade 2. Two. Not to be confused. Sorry, Shadow in the Shade 2. With the Sai Ari the Kid album that came out that was The Shadow in the Shade. Oh. This, I think then, this is part two for JR. This is a... He yeah, yeah. One in he, he got two, but I'm saying not to be confused with Sai Ari the Kid <laughs> that just dropped this week as well. That's uh, The Shadow in the Shade. Um, oh, shit. They got the same album title? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. So, I was I was listening at that as well. I'm still making my way through it, but so far everything I listen to, I kind of I'm, I'm liking. Uh, more thorough review come out next week. Uh, but Sai already kid, yeah, he dropped another one this last week. Uh, got a lot of uh, tell you some of these features: Jada Kiss, Benny the Butcher, Trouble, Lloyd Banks, Mickey Fats, Ti, Sai High the Prince, uh, Jr. Ryder, Raekwon. Uh, bumpy knuckles, yeah. So, just some of the features oh, that's wow. on there. I don't went to a couple of them right off the jump, and then like they all sound good, man. So, yeah, I'm 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 liking that album. From what I heard, probably heard probably about nine songs out of it. It's like twenty something songs, twenty twenty one, twenty two songs on there. So it's gonna take me a little bit longer to get through it, but I mean, yeah. Uh, so far, love. Yeah, yeah, we. Might, I'm definitely gonna listen to that this week and um and see what that what that sounds like because he got some features I'm interested in for sure. So. Oh, no. All right, well, we'll get it to it. Let me listen to it first. Let me listen to it first. You know, a lot of his projects have a lot of, not a lot of features, but he has, like, a decent list of who's who as far as rappers that we respect. So it's like, he's been really putting in work, man. He got a lot of his, his discography is rather rather large. So, but yeah, I want to I check it out. Sahas on here. Okay, okay. Mickey Fat. Oh, look, man. I'm, I'm about to get to it after we finish. Pie. They got me to listen like, to a Ti. You know, you know, and you, and you throw Saha on that with Ti. Hey, we, we listening. We good. He wasn't doing a comedic uh, list. He wasn't doing a stand up routine on it. Ne- next album. Next album. What's next? What's the next project? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I got, man. That's I think we we've been going pretty long, man. I think uh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. wrap up with everything else next week if we got anything else coming out on there. So. What you think? For sure. For sure. Yeah, man. Uh, I think we're, uh, you know, you guys stick around. We have another pod or another interview that's coming. So, you know, it's been a while. But, hey, man, this is what we do, man. Stick around, get some new artists, a new interview. Uh, the big three, J. 
Jameer Johnson. We also got T The Truth and Day. They were coming on, and uh, y'all, y'all check that that project out for sure. The big three. So we'll be back, man. Episode one fifty three. Yeah.